This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We've heard messages in these last few weeks from our spiritual maturity series, such warnings and instructions, because God has us in a mode of cultivating prayer. And prayer should not be used as a last resort. And the Holy Ghost is also telling us, has told us, to keep our lamps trimmed and burning and that we're marching forward according to his marching orders and that the Lord is our banner of grace. Thank God. And um, also there's grace in the vine. We have to stay connected. Thank God. Here we are today. God has us in the books of Joshua. This is the marching order kind of scripture. Joshua chapter 24. And um, in Isaiah 53, we need the right insight in the Holy Spirit, the keen eye of the so-called eagle-eyed prophet Isaiah, very useful for the time at hand. So thankful to God for all of you here in worship and um, grace be upon each and every one of us for the task at hand prophetically speaking, which is, you know, out of time in eternity, God is looking for this hour. It's not 60 minutes, amen, but a season of our life. And he has instructions for this next chapter for the realm of Agape Christian Church. You know, God is cognizant of every lively stone that has fit jointly here And uh, after having been pruned down almost to a nub, we've had that prophetic picture when we were at our other location. I showed on the screen the farmer pruning his peach tree down to a nub, looked like it wouldn't have fruit. But the next season, it began to sprout better. He cut off things that would hinder the process of the needed growth. God has a certain needed growth. It doesn't always mean people that are pruned away from the church, uh, locally speaking, that they are bad people, but maybe not conducive for the recipe that God has in store for the church moving forward. Amen. We don't want to grow incorrectly. No, no, no. We don't want to be wild branches and uh, like teeth set on edge, et cetera, et cetera. But we want to be right in the pocket. We want to be right where God that leads as a shepherd, Jehovah Rohi, he's leading. And we can't be out of step. We got to be in step right behind him, following suit. That's the spirit of this message And uh, I pray that the Holy Spirit will lead us and to open up the sinews of the inner core of our mind, that God will mature us to the status and the posture wherein we can now be trusted with greater works. Greater works shall ye do than these, says the Lord. And that's going to be of quality and also quantity. There's going to be a quantitative blessing as we do the things we're supposed to do with what we have. Amen. There's no sense in complaining about the little you have and you're not doing everything you need to do with it. Let's do everything we're supposed to do with it and then God can reward us with more. Responsibility has to come because of spiritual maturity. God will give you more. He can lay more on your shoulder. Have you not considered my servant? Put your name there. Amen. God needs to depend on you. We certainly can depend on him, but can he depend on us? When he sets forth what we need to do, will we say, yes, Lord, and proceed? Or will we hinder the process and hide in a cave? My God. But we see here in Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15, I'm in the NIV version. I'm reading to your hearing And I pray, Father God, that you will open up our minds, give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We want to apply, apply these truths in Jesus' name. Amen. Joshua 24, uh, 14, 15. Now, fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Do you hear the exhortation of the Holy Ghost? We got to what? Fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. 
Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. He's talking to the people of Israel. Amen. And they were slaves for some time. Now they will be free to worship God the way he would have them. And they have picked up some habits that are not in alignment with the holy way of God. So God is now instructing them to throw some things away. There's some bad habits in the realm. We need to throw them away. Uh, what used to be okay, my God, is not going to be okay when we cross the threshold into moving forward. God has new things, amen, for us to attain towards. And some habits will not allow it to grow and prosper. Some stuff we got to throw away. It says here, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. We're posted here where we are right now, and I hope we didn't pick up some habits from around these corridors here and we'll take them home. Amen. We're supposed to enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Amen. The foretaste of glory divine should happen when we come to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Thank God. And we're going to help folk to get an anointing of God that will sober them up physically and spiritually and clear their mind so that they could hear what thus saith the Lord. Amen. God has a mighty work to do through us. It says here, Uh, But as for me and my household, what? We will serve the Lord. Yes, some folks may have picked up bad habits to the left, bad habits to the right. But as for here in the realm, we will what? Serve the Lord. I pray you take this message home to your house and put your address there. Amen. I don't know what everybody else is doing around the neighborhood where you live. But as for you and your house, put your address there. You will what? Serve the Lord. And you know what? We're in the Holy Ghost. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And if the Lord is leading me to preach according to his word revealed by the spirit, you should take that same message in your heart and to your home and to your job and to the marketplace and on vacation everywhere you go. There shouldn't be a different tune. You're detuning away from the realm and now you're tuning up to something else. See, how God meant for it to be, he would call the men and women of God who he wanted to call and would give these people the message and they would give the message and the people would gather and hear that message. But here we are today where we have a plethora of choices. And now instead of God choosing the men and women of God, we're choosing our own men and women of God and want to hear what we want to hear when we want to hear it. But that's not the will of God. We can't do like everybody's doing. That's a what? Bad habit. Amen. And God is saying to throw away the gods. Amen. That will worship beyond the river. And in Egypt, that's a place of sin. There's sin in the camp, Moses said, and he found out where it was. We don't want sin in our camp, whatever sin might be in our camp right now. We're not going to cross this threshold to moving forward land with these bad habits. No, we got to hear the Holy Ghost. Amen. Isaiah 53, 1 and 2 in the NLT. Who has believed our message? To whom will the Lord reveal his saving power? See, it's about what? Saving power. It's a word that's showing we are lost and in need of a savior. Jesus has to rescue us. Amen. Verse two, my servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot. In other words, like a tender plant sprouting from a root and dry and sterile ground. Realms, sometimes we seem like we're in a dry and what? Sterile Ground, sterile means you can't have a baby. You can't germinate. Amen. Can't have more plants. Can't have more fruit. Dried up like Sarah's womb used to be before the Lord blessed it to have, amen, the holy seed to come forth. My God. Uh, And also uh, Samuel's mother, 
her womb wouldn't produce till God touched it and brought forth the young prophet and she surrendered him over to the service of the Lord. My God, yes, Hannah, she had to pray a cultivating prayer in the midst of turmoil when everybody else seemed to be blessed and they had a big mouth to prove it. And little Hannah, my God, praying in the Holy Ghost, even the man of God thought she was drunk. She's like, no, I'm in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) My God, don't let your good be evil spoken of, realm. We have a mission. And even though it seems dry and sterile, it is not, I tell you. And it says here in the verse, there was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. See, the Jesus that a lot of people are worshiping, they have fashioned him into some kind of playboy looking Jesus. Yes, they have a Play-Doh Jesus. They fashioned him the way they want him to look. But Jesus said, the real one, look, there is nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Nothing to attract us to him. He doesn't seem attractive enough for us sophisticated modern folk. We are too woke for the Jesus of the Bible. My God. So this message, as you can tell, is a prophetic message. Um, But what you don't know is that it will reveal a threefold vision about deliverance. Amen. Deliverance could be looked at as we're being saved from some kind of problematic posture, amen, some kind of problematic situation, and it also could mean being birthed. The Holy Ghost is giving me that right here and right now, amen. Thank God. We need heavenly hindsight. That's when you look back, right? You know, you can prophetically look back. People don't realize that sometimes. We need heavenly hindsight. We need heavenly insight for right here and right now. We got to see what we need to see when we should be seeing it. Amen. And we need a heavenly foresight for what's ahead, right? We need all three for a successful journey that ultimately leads where? To heaven. And we, when we see in the scripture the promised land, that's not talking about heaven. That's talking about a victorious Christian life. And the victorious Christian life leads to heaven. Amen. There's always some kind of bridge. Jesus is our bridge from earth to glory. Amen. You need a bridge, a good one. The devil wants to, de- wants to destroy bridges. And build up walls of petition. My God. But we got to lay down those walls. Jesus came and he died, suffered for us, paid the price of sin, and then destroyed the power of sin and death, rose in victory. Thank God. And there was a mighty earthquake when all of these things were happening and uh, the partition began to crumble and God removed the partition so we could fellowship with him and fellowship correctly with each other. People come to church with walls up and baggage, but God needs to clean up our baggage. There's a baggage claim right at the threshold of the house of God. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Come with thanksgiving in your heart. Amen. And then God's going to do a baggage check. Amen. And he's going to check out what you got on. No, them clothes not going to work up in here. You need this. Put the wardrobe and he's going to let them dress you accordingly to the anointing according to heaven standard. You can come as you are, but you're not going to what? Stay as you are. This is the message God has for the realm, no matter what everybody else is doing and caught up in all kind of vestments and venues that are not subject to the knowledge and will of heaven. We do not subscribe to them because heaven said not to. Amen. So we have to look at what God has for us for the journey ahead. And we have a bridge to cross. Yes, we have to deal with earth right here and right now. We're not so heavenly that we're no earthly good. But the church is not like the government social system where it's handing out food to everybody, looking for the poor everywhere. But God said, is there any sick one among you? Who is he talking to? The house of God. So when you are in the local assembly, if you are well and you got sick people all around you, they can hardly say hallelujah. You should have a concern for that. You coming in with all your fineries on exclusively from Lord and Taylor and such, but other people can't afford that. They got, you got the name brand shoes. They got on Bobos. That's what we used to call them back in the day. You ought to find out how we can bless some folk with some name brands so they don't, they don't have to have Bobos on all the time. Amen.
He's talking about the house of God. Take care of your own. Somebody's hungry. You don't go out and get food and they going home and they don't have anything to eat. You should have a concern about that. It's about the people in the house of God. Amen. We need to use our resources to bless the house. Stop using the resources to go out and tickle the fancies of the fleshly folk. God said, do not offer your pearl to who? Swine. Come on, somebody. Read your Bible. We are not social service. I don't have to give out backpacks. I don't. I don't even have to have a food pantry. That sounds funny because everybody's doing it. Oh, so you're not helping your community. Yes, I am. I'm in the center of the community yelling out like a lighthouse. This is the truth. Come to the truth. Come hear the truth. Come be freed by the truth. The Holy Ghost is the one that touches them to go. And he opens their ears. Do you hear that? That sound? That's a sound of freedom. Go. Uh, and if we're doing our job yelling out the sound of freedom, they're going to hear. The day you hear his voice, what? Hard and not your heart. Everybody can't hear because the Holy Ghost didn't open their ears yet. Some folks got their ears open, but they disregarded it anyway. What did they regard? If you're not regarding the Holy Ghost, you're regarding sin. And God said, if you regard sin in your heart, he will not hear you. My God, and you certainly can hear him somewhat to get you to the next step, but you don't want the next steps, so you harden your heart. Well, sin is cozy. Sin is comfortable. Sin is familiar. Sin is tolerable. I love sin more than I love anything else. People love pleasure more than they love God. Why? Because so many people in the church do not read their Bible. Some still have the hard Bible with pages and such. They don't have a digital Bible. So they're going by the real physical Bible, but they lost it. It's um, up under everything. It's full of dust, and they have lost where they put it. Amen? <laughs> and some people have the digital Bible. They can open up their phone, but no, Facebook said, mm, you don't need all that. Just look at what's going on on Facebook, Twitter, and everything else, and not look at the digital Bible in your phone. Don't listen to it. Listen to all the other stuff on YouTube and whatever, streaming your movies and such, instead of hearing the voice of God in his word. People like pleasures more than they love God. God has come to what? Clean the house. We can't behave like they're behaving across the river and in Egypt. We got to do what's right in the presence of God. We're in the presence of God. Why go to hell out of the church? God has come to give us this word, spiritual maturity series. And uh, he's leading us on a journey that leads to heaven. It's our promised land that flows with milk and honey. The spirit is ready to give power to those who will admit that they have certain weaknesses in their life, but they are willing and ready to walk in continuous victory. That's why the Holy Ghost gave me that song when we were opening up. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory what? Today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. You got to decree it. You got to declare it. Amen. There is nothing beautiful or majestic about God's appearance. This is why the world is not looking towards him. They're looking at what Satan has. It's more colorful. It's everything cool that can be defined as cool. And everybody's doing it. It's the broad, grand way. The venue is huge. Thousands of th and thousands of people. See, people are into venues. And they're into vestments, the secular humanistic kind, not the godly kind that seem obscure and, you know, uh, we're sophisticated and you looking like Little House on the Prairie, that's not going to fly in here. That is not what I call swag. No, I need to be sophisticated, honey, up in here, up in here. So they don't want the anointing of God. No, it's not cool enough. It's not woke enough. But God is telling us, amen, that we have to admit when God is pointing out how incongruent we are to heaven's standard of holiness. And then when we're found in want and in weakness, we have to be willing and ready to admit to it and to walk continuously in victory the way God would have it. In other words, God wants us to realize today that we must bust a move or stay busted. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, bust a move. Or stay busted. Yeah, we're here at the realm and we're getting ready to move as God would have us to move. The Holy Ghost is crying out and bust a move. Amen.
Thank God. And people say that on the secular humanistic dance floor. I'm getting ready to bust the move. You know, back in the day, they used to say that. My God. But the real dance floor is the Holy Ghost dance floor. There's no party like the Holy Ghost party because the Holy Ghost party don't stop. It's an eternal party. It's a life party. But the devil's party is a damnable party. It's eternal what? Damnation. There's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Eternal regrets. You're going to remember everything you could have done and didn't take the time to do it. But now it's said what? Too late. You don't want to get there. You want to get the getting while the getting is good. Hallelujah. Anyhow, it's good right now, but it's inconvenient. It's not going to feel like what everybody's doing. It's not cool. It's not woke. It's not with it. In the uh, 70s and such, you're square, you know, they used to say. My God. But uh, we got to look at what the scripture is saying. And Joshua, why did the Holy Ghost choose Joshua? Joshua, the young leader the apprentice of Moses and being trained up by Moses, helping Moses. He was like Moses' armor bearer and such. And uh, the tutelage from Moses he got helped him to move forward to, to carry the people across the land to make it into the promised land. And there were specific uh, elements of warfare in the spirit and in the physical that had to be uh, practiced in order for them to have a successful landing in victory. I got to make it to victory. I don't know about you. I'm tired of sloppy. I got to get to victory. Amen. I'm going to get in the Holy Ghost taxi and say, he's going to say, where are you headed? I'm headed to victory. Take me to victory. Amen. Step on it. Amen. Don't waste time. Amen. I got to get to the milk and the honey. It's flowing over there. Amen. Thank God. And Joshua helped them to do that. And in Isaiah 53, 2, the prophet Isaiah poetically described Jesus as a tender plant sprouting in the midst of a desert of sinful hopelessness initiated by the sinful seed that yet causes turmoil even in our everyday lives. God has glorified Jesus and his ministry, but like some of the uh, distracted souls of Joshua's day, perhaps you sometimes have difficulty seeing and appreciating that glory of Jesus due to Satan's schemes. Three main schemes are these. The devil says dead end. He told this church you're at a what? Dead end. He told each lively stone that you're at a dead end. You're wasting your time. Your life is going by. Look at how old you are. You haven't done this, this and that and the other thing. You are at a dead end. But look at God. God says you're not at a dead end. You're at a new beginning. The first day of the what? Rest of your life. Thank God we have to do what though? Move forward. Amen. The devil says your faulty habits will never change for the better. Why? Because you keep slipping on it again. The same banana peel, you keep slipping on it. I should have knew that banana peel was there. Why do I keep stepping on it? You know, so he says you're never going to change. You're never going to get better. But God says a way has already been made. Amen. All you got to do is say, yes, it's not hard. Say yes. God's know you're going to mess up and flip up and flop out a a lot of times along the way of correction. Amen. But God allows approximation. He's helping you what? Grow up. When you're growing up, when you're learning a new thing, you're going to mess up, aren't you? We need time on task. How many of us learned how to pray better? We don't stay in the Holy Ghost long enough to learn how to pray better. Who's going to help you learn how to pray the Holy Ghost? And when you're in the Holy Ghost long enough, you can learn some things. But we don't stay in the Holy Ghost long enough. Our phone buzzes our hip and we go to that. Amen. The Holy Ghost is like, well, I done lost you. Oh, my God. Then we're on Facebook and everything for two and three, four hours, and we forgot the Holy Ghost, what he said. He breathed in that still, small voice, and it went warm, and it went through us, and we, ooh, that's good. Then buzz, oh, my God, wait, somebody, uh, yeah, ooh, he texted me. And the Holy Ghost like, what you forgot about me? Oh. And then the whisper becomes nothing, and we have lost what the Holy Ghost told us. My God, look what the devil is saying. He's saying it is best to fit in with the secular humanistic world. It is best to fit in with mainstream secular moralities. Because look, why fight? 
Why, 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 why fight when it feels so good to say yes? This is the devil. But God says, come out, what, from among them and be separated. He didn't say be antisocial. He said be countercultural. There's a difference. We got to learn how to be countercultural. There's a culture out there, but we have our culture. They're going to say certain things. We're going to say other things. They're going to be ready to think certain things. No, we're thinking other things. Some similar, but a lot different. Amen. They're going to be doing certain things and we're going to be doing something else. Amen. We're going to produce things in our life. They're going to produce something else. My God, they're going to have a different ending than we will. If you're following the wisdom of God, your outcome is going to be different from that of the secular humanistic world. Yes, it will. How should we handle our personal seedlings of faith? God will give us assignments. He sprinkles them in to the soil of our soul. He has to get the conditioning of the soil in our soul ready for that sprinkling of seeds and planting of seeds. Psalm 80 verses 8 through 10 in the King James Version will help us with this. Thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt. Thou hast cast out the, the heathen and planted it. See, that's cultivation. God is taking out of the soil what doesn't need to be there. It's going to impede the growth. Then he puts us into the soil so that we can sprout. Verse 9, thou preparest a room before it because there wasn't any room. You can't occupy the same space. Physics said so, right? Some stuff got to get out of the way. Remember, God was saying, throw away the gods of your forefathers that they worship beyond the river and in Egypt, right? And do what? Serve the Lord. You got to do something else. So there, there was no room for the good seed. God had to make room for it and did cause it to take deep root. We can't take deep root when we're trying to crowd in all kind of other stuff. But God is saying, I need to be exclusive. Hello. I'm either all or nothing. Amen. See, and it says here, and it filled the land. So the seeds will sprout and fill the land. We got the amen. Be countercultural and be loud. Live out loud. Not being annoying like that. Amen. But be who you are in God. Don't cower. Don't be all secretive and stuff. Shadow, cloak and dagger and stuff. Hiding in the closet. God said, no, live out loud. Just be who you are in me. Thank God. They being who they are, they're not ashamed of it. We got to be not ashamed of God. You're ashamed of God right now. It's going to be a shame for you when you get before the throne in heaven. You were ashamed of me then, so you don't belong to me. Depart from me, I what? No, you not. We got to be known of God right here and right now on this earth. This is the testing ground right here and right now. This is the classroom. This is test day. This is the SAT. Amen. And we got to pass the test. We got to do what God said. God said in verse 10, the hills were covered with the shadow of, you know, all the growth and the, and the boss thereof were like the goodly cedars. We need to amen, sprout out like that till the world notices. Well, they're not saying what we're saying. They're not thinking what we're thinking. They're not doing what we're doing, you know. They're not appearing like we appear. They need to have that, that reckoning, Amen. It, it, it's a revelation, if you will. But the revelation here in this scripture in Psalm 80 is a word of hope that can help all of us get a new breakthrough. The start of newness towards being more than a conqueror through the power that the resurrected Christ had available to him. He was able to resurrect with this power. What power is this new life through the Holy Spirit? Amen. When Jesus was a man down here, a man and God, he was a God man. He had to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. Best seen in the wilderness when he was tempted of the devil. Amen. The Holy Ghost ministered unto him and said, go ye there. Your test awaits you. And Jesus had to fast. You can't be snacking and having dinner during a test, can you? What are you doing with a happy meal? No, put that away. Take your test. What are you doing? There's a time limit on the test. You don't have time to be smacking and stuff. Put that food away. Take your tats. Amen. I'm getting ready because the last school year coming up. So I'm getting revved up for that. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Put those toys away. Stop popping that gum. Amen. <laughs> take your tests. Jesus had to focus. He had to take his tests. He went through the wilderness. The Holy Ghost sent him there. Did the Holy Ghost send him there to be beat up and lose? No. 
Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord shall what? Deliver them out of them all. You're going to get little bruises, amen. But the good news is you're going to crush the devil's head, amen. I'd rather get a little bruise here and there, but not have my head crushed, amen. The devil going to get his head crushed, amen. <laughs> Thank God. Where is his position? Up under my feet, amen. And my feet aren't naked. They're sharp with the gospel of preparation of peace. Amen. Peace will bring a fight sometimes. When the devil shows his funky behind, sometimes peace comes after you kick his butt. There's some butt kicking that needs to happen for peace to come. Us Christians are too afraid of kicking the devil's butt. We're afraid to hate the devil. We're not supposed to have hate in our heart. You're supposed to have hate for the devil. See, that's not, that's biblical. Have hate for the devil. Amen. There's certain folk God loved. That means we're accepting them because they were doing a holy thing. And some he, quote unquote, hated, which means depart from me. I would know you not. It's not hate like us, little vindictive stuff. He's talking about you're not in the holy way. If you're unholy, I can't fit you in to make you seem holy, either holy or you're not. God gives us a word of hope. The Holy Ghost is here to help us to get holy. But you got to listen to the Holy Ghost. You can't have that spirit. Nobody can tell me anything. Not even the Holy Ghost can tell you anything. The Holy Ghost, I know it's going to sound a little cringy, but the Holy Ghost is nitpicky. Amen. What is that there? A little bump? You need to get rid of that. Amen. A little dust. Get that out of there. little spot, little speck. Get that out of there. What's that, a little leaven? Ooh, you don't need that. Take that out of there. Amen. Yeah, he's nitpicky like that. Why? Because a little bit of sin is going to take over the whole thing. We don't need a little bit of sin over here. I ain't hurt nobody. I ain't hurt nobody. No, that little sin is funkifying the whole place. Thank God. You kind of take a bath. What's going to happen after a while? germs going to take over. We're going to get a whiff. The air air conditioner going to blow the air through you and come over there to us and we're going to smell something that shouldn't have been smelled. Amen. Thank God. Take a real bath. Hallelujah. Don't kind of go into God. No, go all the way in there. Not just my hands, you know, and, and my feet, but my head, everything. Lord, wash me. Thou great Jehovah, wash me. Purge me. Let them do a thorough job. Amen. Thank God. You got to be willing, though, to admit things to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Those who are willing to admit that the enemy has attacked their thoughts. Amen. Does the Holy Ghost attack your thoughts? No. The enemy attacks your thoughts. The Holy Ghost will come and give you the right thing. He will say, don't think on this. Think on this. Philippians 4. Pure, lovely, virtuous, of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. He gives you what to think. But we don't want them because we're too woke for that. The enemy will come and attack your thoughts, thought bombs, like this silly girl. We're trying to take a picture with our family at the park, and this girl was like, photo bomb, and got in the middle. I said, that's not cute. That's arrogant. That's wrong. You're wrong. She thought it was cute. And people are doing it. I'm woke. I can do photo bomb. That's cute. Everybody likes that. No, I don't like it. Now I got to delete that and start over. We waited for her to move and go over there. Okay, now we can take our picture. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's the devil. He comes and put little thought bombs in your mind. You weren't thinking about hoochie-coochie or nothing. Here he comes. A little, what's that? Oh, loose here in the name of Jesus. Well, come from nowhere. Thank God. You're thinking about the blood prevail and all of a sudden there's tail. My God. What the world? I, I didn't say the tail prevail. I said the blood prevail. I know the blood prevail. Lose your hole in, in the name of Jesus. I must focus. I have to refocus my mind all day long. Amen. When we were teenagers, the shoes Adidas meant something. Amen. I needed to keep my mind clean. (laughs) I'm going right with them. Oh, that's cool. Everybody's saying that. Yeah, I'm going to do that too. And God always found me out. Stop copycatting them. I have branded you. I have marked you. No. And the world know who have been marked by God. He's like, you're not one of us. You know, and I wanted to be one of them. I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be woke. But God said, that don't fit in. No. Be holy for what? I am holy. You want to be woke? You want to fit in? Fit into what I am saying. Did they create you? No. Can they pull you up out of the muck and mire? No. You in there in the muck and mire with them. How are they going to pull you up when they down there with you? Amen. I'm the one. I'm on the solid ground. I'm on the holy land. I can lift you up 
turn your eyes and place your feet on solid ground. I can sober up your mind. They cannot. They're trying to make you inebriated. I'm the one who will sober you up. I had to learn who was who, what was what. Amen. And I tell my students all the time, I'm too old to blush. That little stuff you're doing in the hallway, I'm going to blast it out till everybody knows y'all did something wrong in the hallway. And then y'all going to turn red, most of you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But, but God said, I, 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 I have eons of eternity. And that don't make me blush. God created sex. He created everything. Amen. And God don't blush. We blush. We cause ourselves because of subculture to blush about this and blush about that. And we don't even like God sometimes. God is saying, do this and that. And other than, Ooh, we are holier than God. I will not do that. Mm-mm, my subculture said not to do that. But God is telling us something else. You could be free in the Holy Ghost to do all kinds of things that your subculture said not to do. I'm talking about church subculture. Amen. I'm not saying saints should come in here, amen, with their CBD and all. That's the wrong oil, amen. Thank you, Jesus. I got real oil, amen. Holy oil of Exodus right here, amen, from Exodus 30, the formula they had in the Bible, amen. No CBD up in here, amen. I don't need that. The Holy Ghost keeps me high. Matter of fact, I keep my affections above where Christ sits at the right hand of the throne of God. You can't get no higher than that, baby. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You can't lose with the what stuff I use. Hallelujah. Get the real high. I get a high doing things for the Lord, and I feel joy every time I think about what he's done for me. Sometimes I have to get a little nip. People come around me, he's cussing and negative. I have to get a little nip. I'll go in my secret closet, take my little vial out of a Holy Ghost vial. Go in, God, get my little nip, come out with joy, unspeakable, full of glory. Didn't you just get cussed out? Why are you so happy? The Lord lifted me. Why should I be bound? Hallelujah. Jesus had the Holy Ghost in the wilderness, see? That's how he made it through. We need to depend on the Holy Ghost. Thank God. You got to be willing to admit the enemy has attacked your thoughts and spiritual sight can more readily, amen, uh, receive redirection. You can receive healing when you admit things to the Lord. You can receive strength through the Holy Ghost. Get rid of the guilt by saying, Lord, yes, you gave me this holy kind of guilt. It's a flag to let me know I'm wrong and I got to get right. Amen. Don't stay in the mud hole. God is using that as a tool to wake you up so that you could turn around. You ever heard of Asaph in the Bible? He's a worshiper. He's the one that wrote Psalm 80. Asaph, the worship leader and author of this psalm, prayed for restoration and favor of God's people that seek after the glorious face of God. Amen. Asaph described Israel in two ways. They are a flock and they are a vine. Israel was like a flock, a, a flock of sheep led by the Lord. And uh, it says in Psalm 77 and 78, we are his people and the sheep of what his pasture. And in Psalm 100 and verse three, we uh, uh, but they were wayward sheep who uh, would not follow the shepherd. Imagine that. And he's like, come on, y'all. And, and then the shepherd makes sounds and the sheep know those sounds and they come following but some sheep had the, the, the devil in them. Jesus said, come on, come on hither, y'all. And they were like, that's bad, that's bad. You know, no, y'all supposed to be following Jesus. No, that's not bad. Amen. <laughs> sheep are prone to wonder. Amen. And, and, but they are not prone to find their way back. Right. Prone to wonder, but not prone to find their way back. That's a shame. Even a dog can find their way back. And God said, beware of dogs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so look, instead of enjoying green pastures and still waters from Psalm 23 and verse 2, they were enduring tears and the reproach of the enemy. That's a shame. We make our bed hard sometimes. Flock, we got to do better. Israel was known as a vine uh, in verses 8 through 19 of, of the psalm we're dealing with. Uh, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt like a tender vine. In order to plant it in the promised land, uh, he had to cast out, he had to um, cultivate the land first. Cast out the Canaanites. That's how he cultivated the land. We don't need Canaanites all in the soil, no. We want the plant to grow correctly, amen. Without bad habits and such, amen. Unnecessary temptations, my God. 
As the owner of a vineyard uh, clears the ground and cultivates it, so the Lord took great pains with his people. Look at Psalm 80 in verse 8. You brought us from Egypt as though we were a tender vine. You drove away the pagan nations and transplanted us into your land. Realm of agape, we're going to be what? Transplanted. Plants need to be transplanted. The transplant was successful. The vine took deep root and the population multiplied and filled the land. Multiplied and what? Filled the land. Everybody got to do their part for that, right? The vine became luxuriant, higher than the hills in glory and stronger than the mighty cedars, it said in the Bible. The tendrils, in other words, the running roots, they are roots that hang on the surface and make, you know, their way across a little root here, go some more, a little root there. They keep spreading themselves. The running roots reached out to the Mediterranean Sea on one side and to the river Euphrates on the other side. Look at that. There was water on the left, water on the right. Isn't that great? Under the reign of Solomon, Israel occupied land as far east as the Euphrates in 1 Kings 4. But this was very temporary. Israel was a fruitful vineyard until she turned from the Lord and began to worship the gods of the surrounding nations. We don't need to look at what secular, the secular humanistic world is doing and saying is the woke thing. We need to be doing what God said to do in his word. Amen. It's not about the unholy woke. It's about the holy word. Amen. God used those very nations to discipline his people like a belt. God pulled off his belt and the belt were the people they were trying to follow. Right. <clears throat> they were working to destroy the vineyard. First, Egypt had their turn to whip them. Then Assyria said, pass me the whip. I got the rest. And then Babylonia came and said, move over Syria. I got the next part of the whipping. My God. Then in later years, as Israel started to mess up some more, Persia took their turn to whip them. Then Greece was like, my turn. And last, Rome said, my turn. My God. Jesus was on the scene. And then the apostles came. My God. And using the figure of a boar, you know, uh, a pig that looked meaner than most pigs. The psalmist wrote beyond his knowledge in prophetic ways because centuries later, Israel was ravaged by the Roman army. And what did they have on their armor? A boar. My God. God's people today are sheep in the flock, according to John 10, and branches in the vine, according to John 15. We had that in our previous message. Uh, to be concise about the 80th Psalm, you cannot take your blessings for granted. God is seeking faithfulness and fruitfulness. What two things? Faithfulness and fruitfulness. Amen. Now, y'all ever heard of George Washington Carver? We can use what God gave him to bless us in the spirit. He was really uh, excellent and wise about uh, the development of agricultural methods that could save the economy of our country. The wisdom of Carver's influence will help us realize that, uh, that it is never appropriate to try to thrive on the recycled ash and trash of the unfruitful cultivations that exist out there that Satan uses to tempt us. Why? There are many soils available. You know that. People can go online and hear all kind of things. But only a streamlined type will do. God has a streamline for us to follow. Not all the many, many, many available soils out there. And another thing, all old roots, seeds, and plants should be removed. Anything God is discounting for us not to have, it's not helping us. Looking at it for 20, 30 years that way, God said, that's not working. Here's what you should be doing right here and right now. Do that. Get rid of the old seeds, roots, and plants. Amen. And third, the soil should be dry and free from mold. Amen. We touch and agree and all, but God is saying, throw the net on the other side. Hallelujah. Jesus changed his headquarters. Amen. He ended up in a different place. Amen. 
He had to change his headquarters. And sometimes God will transplant and say, change headquarters. And didn't, amen, Jacob, he had to go to Bethel, right, to hear the Lord. And he saw the, the ladder going up and down from earth to glory, earth to, from earth to glory. Amen. He said, it was all inspiring, my God. And you could see heaven opening up, my God. And he could just go on his knees and, and, and just look at what God was doing. This is none other than the house of God and the what? Gate uh, of heaven. He saw that. He named it Bethel. Amen. Then when he went to get his wife and then wives, supposed to have been a wife, but extra baggage came because of the, the dysfunction of the family and such. My God, sometimes we got weights on us because of family what? Dysfunctions. Impedes the progress of the anointing and the calling God put on you. But that's another message. Amen. <laughs> but he had to go through now and go back to Bethel. He renamed it to El Bethel. See, it's not just all about Bethel, but it's about the God of Bethel. Amen. It's not just about the house of God, but the God of the house. El Bethel. So he had to get a new revelation. God is sending us back to Bethel, but it's going to be what? El Bethel. Amen. Don't just look at where we're at, but look at God of where we're at. Amen. Stop losing your prayer life. Go back into deep prayer. Get out of the murky waters where the guppies are and go into the deep where the whales are. Amen. And you're going to see a better picture of God in the deep. You can't see real good in the little murky waters where the guppies are. My God. Get out of the dust of the chickens and let's fly high with the eagles. Amen. Thank God and we'll be able to see better. We'll be able to have a better revelation of who God is. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Thank God. We're going to drop down now. I got a lot more from Brother Carver, but Brother Carver, your turn is done. You can sit down. I'll share you your other stuff another day. Amen. Because there's a lot of different kind of soils. I'll just read the highlights. Humans depend on plants for food, don't we? Plants need what to grow? Nutrients and water and such, right? And we get these things from the soil. You know, the soil's condition is very important. America's going through some mess because we misuse the soil. You can't have the same plant for 20 years in that same soil. No, you got to change the plants. Some plants put nitrogen back into the soil. Amen. You can't just have cotton, cotton, cotton. You got to have some peas and, and, and some corn and some other stuff come up in there. Amen. So God has to transplant. We got all we could get at this point in our history. God needs to what? Transplant us. Soil is generally defined as the top layer of the earth, isn't it? Soils are formed from the weathering of rocks and decomposition of organisms. Soils consist of minerals, right? Organic matter, water, air, and all the chemicals we need for our growth. And the condition of the soil is very important. This is why God has to sometimes transplant. Now, in light of this information, it is key to note here that it was good for Adam not to have a lazy attitude towards the maintenance of the garden before the sinful state and the land outside of the garden afterwards. We can better appreciate the availability of true organic produce even in our time in the stores that we shop from which is naturally fortified with essential minerals and vitamins. But just as plants cannot feed on the same level of nutrients throughout their existence, neither can we as humans expect to prosper and be useful to God if we do not move successfully between developmental stages and ages. This is the What Spiritual Maturity series. Thank God. There are experiences we need in our everyday Christian life to serve as ways or processes of cultivation to help us to have life, health, and fruitfulness. Number one, we got to move from life, from a life of fear to faith in God's call. When God calls you, don't be afraid. Amen. Be full of faith because God has our best interests in mind. Does he not? It may seem a little weird. It's going to seem different. But God said, not business as usual. You got to bust a move or you're going to stay busted. Hallelujah. 
Number two, you got to move from denying the power of God's love for yourself and for others uh, to being a diligent participant of that power. You got to be a what? Diligent participant of the power. And when we get our uh, Bible Institute going, there's going to be a part of the studies where you do have to have experience. You have to have experience in the worship assembly, doing certain things, and you need to make a report about it. Amen. This shows how you are actively participating in what the Bible is saying for us to do and be. You don't just learn what's on the page. The page got to jump out, get in your mind, go down from your mind into your heart and become who you should be. Thank God. In other words, be the living word. In other words, you got to become a lamb of God. Amen. Jesus said, pick up your cross and what? Follow me. Hallelujah. We got to become faithful servants like that, participating in the power of God. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Yes, he's our savior. He's Christ Jesus. He wants us to shine. He wants us to shine until others see us. And he wants them to become his shining stars too. Amen. Ephesians 3 helps us to know. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know his love that surpasses knowledge, surpasses understanding, right? That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. Number three, we got to move from the uncertainty of spiritual gambling, which a lot of us live that kind of life, to the certainty of covenant fellowship. Covenant means you're going by the true unadulterated what? Word of God, not on uh, tradition and who said what? He say, she say. You know, my great-grandmama did it like that, so we're going to keep on doing it like that. This seat is going to be right there. I don't care how moldy and ugly and it's making people get splinters in their butt. People don't care. They will not buy a new chair. My God. Sometimes it's not time for business as usual. Sometimes it's time for new things. God is saying, what? Move forward. Don't be subject to traditions of what? Of who? Men. But of the holy word of God. Stop gambling your life away. Number four, we got to move from greasy grace to genuine grace. Don't justify your sin. Depend faithfully on God's grace, living by his power. Don't just read about his power, but live by it. Hebrews 12, 1 said, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Hebrews 12, 1 in the NLT. Amen. Number five, we got seven of them. So five, move from grudges to gratefulness. Let trials and failures work as uh, menders of your character, right? They're going to help mend you. Remember James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3 in the NLT, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. This is the what? Spiritual maturity series. Sometimes we look at problems. Uh, everybody getting on my nerves. And God said, that was your test to help you grow. You missed it. Now the yellow bus got to turn around and come back. Why everybody keep getting on my nerves? You haven't learned your lesson yet. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Number six, move from egocentric. You're the center of the universe, you know. You know, and people try to approach you with the right truth and you gaslighting everybody. Making it think it's them. No, when you the problem. Amen. If you smelt it, you dealt it. Amen. We used to say that as kids. <laughs> You're the origin of where it's coming from. Amen. Uh-uh, it must be you because they're gaslighting people. Amen. So we got to move from an egocentric persona to a considerate interaction. Consider these things, God says. Come, let us reason, says the Lord. Amen. Thank God. Be more considerate as you communicate with people in your home, at work, at school, and church, etc., both passively and actively. Remember um, Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. 
in the NLT, it says, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your callings. You hear that? For you have been called by God. I hope been called by God, right? Not the culture. Amen. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Always keep yourselves united uh, in the Holy Spirit and bind yourselves together with peace. Amen. Making allowance. The allowance has a deadline. It doesn't mean you keep, amen, letting people, you know, run your house and mess up your house, mess up your bills, do everything, eat up your food so your baby have no food. God didn't say be a fool. Amen. (laughs) It's some stuff you got to, amen, put a stop to. Amen. He's not saying be crazy. Amen. Number seven, move from consumer, a consumer mentality to a producer mentality. Some animals out there in the wild kingdom will consume, won't they? Go for blood. And some uh, things out there in nature are producers. Uh, We call plants producers from energy and chemicals. You get something to eat. Amen. And then those who are, you know, living, breathing with lungs, blood flowing through their veins, et cetera, et cetera. Some of them will eat only the plants. Some animals will will eat plants and other animals. Some will only eat animals. But look where all of it comes from. The producer. Isn't that great? We got to stop practicing the righteous unrest of the unsatisfied egoist kind of person egoists they are people that will step on you to get to where they got to go they don't care about you as long as they got what they got amen that's a shame we got to start recognizing the need to rest in the sanctification and satisfaction of the spirit of god amen there's a satisfaction in the spirit of god god knew uh, that we would need some physical rest and even mental rest This is uh, not just a time to get some sleep, but to get more of who? More of God. We forget about that part. Oh, I'm putting my feet back. God say, what about me? You know, after working for food, raiment and and housing, let the Holy Ghost feed, clothe and shelter you. We got to learn to let him do that. Our spiritual men, uh, persons are naked, hungry. My God, neglected. We're walking around like that. Because we don't what? Meditate on the word of God every single day. We have to study it and memorize it. That's how you meditate on the word. By what? Studying it and memorizing it. The devil going to tenderize us because we don't memorize the holy word of God. It's a shame. Give the spirit time to speak to your heart. He needs time to do that. We too busy. I don't got time for you, Holy Ghost. Hold on, put that on hold. Leave it on voicemail. Bye. That's sad. Guess what? Secular and church folk today seem more eager to grow tall with titles, right? And positions without the roots to hold them up and sustain the ground around them. Plants sustain the ground around them and then they get held up by the roots in the ground. But folks today, they don't care about the stability. They just want to get these titles. That's their stability. They need power to be over somebody else. Everybody's stepping on the other one to get to the top because I want to be, you know, having, I want to have that power to tell folk what to do in the house of God. And you go get my drink. Bring me my offering. Do this, do that. My God. It's about vestments and venues. <laughs> We become victims to vestments and venues. It's a shame. But George Washington Carver's agricultural wisdom serves as a parallel in the fact that overproduction will only cause plants to lose their footing and they will not yield healthy levels of essential vitamins and minerals. You can be overproducers. It's like the same people doing the same job over and over and over and over. You need to spread out. God gave you gifts severally as he will. There's different giftings. They overlap a little, but we need to be covering everything. Not everybody covering one thing and the whole church on the other side, there's nobody taking care of that. Amen. We got to know what our church needs, realm. Amen. And there's some shortcomings. Every church has shortcomings somewhere. But God is going to, amen, make an evaluation now. He's going to reveal it by his spirit. And uh, if this church was only you, what kind of church would it be? Amen. Thank you, Dad Naris. 
Uh, remember Ephesians 3, 16 through 18. God is helping us because we need glory, his glory in us. And his glory brings unlimited resources. That's going to give us inner strength by the Holy Spirit. And Christ should come in there and become uh, the resident in our hearts. And we can trust in him. And he's going to help our roots to go down deep in the soil of God's marvelous love. And that we're going to have, uh, after that, power to understand those who are diligent seekers of God he's going to reward them with this understanding so many people not you know walking in understanding they're like running a a Russian roulette life their life is like throwing dice my God but God is saying that we need to walk strategically and on the solid ground amen and we're going to make certain steps Certainty should be in our steps, not uncertainty. God is not a fortuitous God. He's a God of faith. Amen. There's no luck in God. Amen. Good luck. I don't need luck. Amen. I heard a preacher on TV telling the couple that he about to marry them. Good luck. What in the world? That's not God's preacher. Amen. God help us. He wants us to have understanding so that we will know about his love. His love is so wide we can't go around it. So long, we can't outrun it. My God, so high, we can't climb over it. Deep, we can't go under him. You better come in the door. His name is Jesus. Thank God. We're about to pray. But think about it. Christ is our what? Primary model of how to bust the move. Did Jesus bust the move? He went from earth to glory. Amen. Made himself lower than the angels. Amen. Made himself to be born in the womb of a woman that he created. Amen. Thank God came from the Holy Ghost. He couldn't do, use the blood of man. He didn't need man's sperm. No, that blood is tainted with sin. So he came holy. Amen. Thank God. And so birthed holy, 100% God, 100% man. And that's the bridge we needed to get back to God. So Jesus is that humble, holy servant, but he had to bust a move to do it. His birth in Bethlehem can represent a fertile start where there must be an eventual weaning away from the milk of initiation. Some of us love to stick on the paps of initiation. God is saying, get off the nanny and let's walk and get the meat. Hallelujah. Anyhow, grow up. Get off the nanny. His eternal kingdom can represent the inevitable fruitfulness that will be the experience of all who will continue to say yes to God. Amen. No matter what. I'm going to say what? Yes to God. God put us in this situation so he could practice through us, us saying yes to him no matter what. You're preaching to more chairs than people. So what? Keep on keeping on. Amen. No matter what. Some don't have this opportunity and blessing to be exercised in this environment. But God has put us here for a reason. It's my testimony. So I could say I can't boast about it. It was God. Hallelujah. Nothing that I have done. God will let you preach till you're blue in the face, and that's hard for a brown man. God said it's going to do what it need to do when I say for it to do what it need to do. And in the meantime, you keep doing what I told you to do. Hallelujah. Anyhow, thank God. That's what I feel in the spirit. Amen. He didn't make me type it ahead of time. He made me say it right now, though. Hallelujah. Anyhow, here's what we must do. We must be divinely transplanted in obedience to God's sovereign will, not ours. We're all trying to calculate and figure out what we're going to do, what angle we're going to use, how we're going to get them in. Stop it. Can we rely on God's wisdom? Can we worship and enjoy the Lord and get our prayer life in order? Amen. And get so deep in God and enjoying God that others will see the glow of that and taste and know that that's different. Amen. Oh, I want that. That's real. People can feel realness. Being rooted in the eternal foundation, who is our rock of salvation, Christ Jesus, that will help us find stability that excels against the test of time. We're being tested in time, but we're going to excel as we are allowing ourselves to be rooted in the eternal foundation, our rock of salvation, Christ Jesus. Don't forget it. The flesh, the world, and Satan. Look at the evil trinity. The what? Flesh, the world, 
system and culture. And Satan will have us isolated, improperly cared for, neglected, rejected, and fruitless because of costly, improper, untimely, and dangerously innumerable transplants. But God is not saying we're going to just make silly transplants. We have to move according to God's divine timing. We don't just move because we're sick and tired. We could have been moved. Amen. We've been sick and tired. Thank God. Problems to the left. Problems to the right. Amen. We're in a community for a reason. Let's enjoy God, and they should see it on our face. Is church a drudgery? They're going to tell by our face. Ooh, I ain't going there. Ooh, y'all, y'all don't like it. Why should I come up in there? Amen. Y'all complaining and stuff. Why should I come in there? <laughs> the world delivered me. Why should I be bound? That's what they sing in a different song. <laughs> That's the devil's song. <laughs> if you got a Christian song, the devil got the opposite kind of song in his unholy hymn book. Amen. But we got the amen, know that a tree often uh, transplanted against suitable and sustainable guidelines does not thrive according to a Latin agricultural proverb. God wants all of us to be spiritually transplanted, each individual once and for all, right, from the penalty and power of sin. Uh, This will give us all the eternal footing we need to be moved one day from the presence of sin and to be planted forever in heaven. That's the move we all need to bust when Jesus cracks the sky. He's going to sound the trumpet and the trumpet's going to have instructions for us to bust the move or stay busted. Amen. You got to already have your ticket in your spirit. My dad used to say, I'm going home on the morning train. Evening train. Going to be too late. I'm going to bust the move. I'm getting on the morning train. Hallelujah. Get your ticket. Get on board. There's a train coming. Thank God. We need to let the Holy Ghost have his way because he's seeking to move us all. So, realm of agape, what are you waiting for? Go ahead. Bust the move in the Holy Ghost. God told you individually something. Amen. Amen. God's going to show us how and what and when and where and why. Amen. But we got to move in obedience. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Anyhow, don't get tired. I am no ways tired. Amen. We're going to bust a move. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you. Thank you.